Get up, Flyer fan. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedbacks, presented by Bud Light and live from Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street off Brown. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Bud Light. Raise one right now. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned, student-staffed, destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now here's your host, John Bedell. Hey, Flyer fans, what's good? Hey, thank you. We've missed, we've missed the vast majority of you. How was your offseason? Welcome to another year of Dayton Flyers Round Ball. Archie Miller and company starting off the uh, young campaign. Keith, uh, 96-68 with a nice win. Blowed out. You know what? Austin P. Governors. It's it's always good to start off the season with a win like that, too. I mean, it was uh, they had a comfortable margin for a majority of the game, at least three quarters of the game. Um, you know, like they said, we started off hot, took a little uh, took a little breather there halfway through the first uh, first half, and then kicked it back into gear, and it was just smooth sailing from them. But you know, it's, it looked like everything was clicking. Defense was clicking, offense was clicking. Um, you know, they had it all they had it all going, and you win by thirty points, you're putting up ninety. You know, wanting the fans calling for 100 uh, down there at the end. And, uh, you know, that's a good feeling, especially the first night out. Uh, Charles Cook tonight, much like Andrew Miller on my beloved Cleveland Indians, was here to collect souls tonight. Uh, just try. Hey, roll try, baby. Uh, a good night for Charles Cook. Uh, he, he dropped 31. He was in double figures, Keith, before we had even played five minutes of basketball. The first media timeout came at uh, 4.57 into the game. He had 10 by that point. He had 24 to break. Just missed with that three ball clanking off the front iron at the buzzer, getting 27 by halftime. Uh, he was on fire in the first half and then throughout the game and offensively, Keith, everybody else picked it up in the second half, but Charles Cook had himself a night. Yeah, he did. He, uh, you know, he was into it. He was hot, uh, hitting everything, you know, three-pointers, step-backs, driving to the lane, uh, you know, up and under kind of layups through traffic, um, it, you know, and, and he was into it on defense, too. It had a couple of block shots. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he, in the first half, it was clicking for him, so we keep going to Charles Cook. You know, he, that's where the offense is in the second half. Like Archie said, you know, more people got involved. It wasn't necessarily like, uh, you know, uh, Charles was not doing poorly in the second half. He took advantage of the opportunities that he had, but other people got involved, and it's good to see uh, the rest of the team kind of incorporate themselves, especially in a game like that. But, you know, he comes out starting the season that hot. You know, uh, it'd be nice. I don't think he's going to average 30 for the season. but uh, <laughs> that be nice. Um, but, yeah, he, he had himself quite a game. Cunningham didn't play much in the first half, so that was foul a lot trouble. of the, yeah, the, the foul trouble with him. He only played eight minutes in that first frame, Keith. Uh, he got two early and had to sit. Um, so really it was, it was it fell to uh, Cook to carry the offensive load. But Cunningham did pick it up. He ended up with 13. Uh, besides Cook's 31, you also got some nice support from Scucci. He had 11. Daryl Davis was in double figures with 17. He was uh, shooting pretty well from beyond the three. Might he have his stroke back? It's incredibly early, but nice to see him shooting the ball well tonight. And then Sam Miller, another guy in double figures with 10 off the bench. Yeah, you know, guys are going to have numbers when you're putting up 96 points. Um, that always helps. But again, the, the offense was flowing. Uh, defense leading to offense. Uh, runouts, fast breaks, um, where you got Austin P kind of on their heels, and they were getting open shots, moving the ball, making the extra pass. You know, Charles Cook, at one point, he's got 27 points, 31 points, and he's making an extra pass to a guy that's more open than him in the corner, where he very well could have taken a shot from the wing with the hot 
on hand, but you know, that, you know, I think the hashtag true team. These guys really care about each other. They play like a team. Um, you know, they want to win the game, and, and guys are doing it on defense, doing it on offense, uh, all around. And yeah, I, I think Cunningham seemingly had a pretty good offseason. Um, from the reports back from Spain, looked like he was having a good preseason. Got off to a kind of a rough start. And I think that's probably frustrating for him. Uh, you know, it helps to pick up in the second half, get a few baskets, get a little bit more confidence. But you know, I could tell even though he wasn't getting baskets, he was he really fights for rebounds and he goes after loose balls hard, and that's good to see from him. It's the third time that the Austin P. Governors have served as Dayton's home opener opponent, Keith. The third time they've won. Uh, the other times were 91 and 06. That 91 matchup was the last time that Dayton dropped 100 in a season opener. Almost got uh, to it again with this same Austin uh, Austin P. program. Archie talked about it a lot in the postgame, and we mentioned this in the Bud Light postgame live from here at Flanagan's defense and offense tonight. A lot of deflections for the Flyers. Four blocks, seven steals for 11 total deflections tonight. Uh, Archie, at least last year, their team goal was at least 11, so if that's still the case this year, they hit it tonight. What what impressed me, Keith, was the steals, and not, not just the seven steals, but the times they had uh, active hands on defense, and they were knocking, uh, they were they were uh, getting getting hands on passes, in the passing lane, and if they weren't leading to steals, which it did seven times tonight, they were causing enough havoc and disruption to the Austin P offense. If that was eating up shot clock for them, Keith, the Flyers forced at least at least three shot clock violations that I saw. Yeah. Uh, really active defense tonight. They, they really were into it, and I know... Uh Back when I played with BG, one of the stats he used to keep—I'm not sure if Archie does. I'm sure he does—was just deflections. Period. Not you know, not only steals, not only block shots, but how many times did we tip the ball that they still came up with it? And that just shows how active your hands are. I think our goal was like 30 to 35 deflections. Um, you know, sometimes you tip the ball, it goes out, they get it back. But it's just—it it keeps you active in defense. It keeps you moving. It keeps guys, you know, helping, recovering to their own guys. And they were really, really active in defense tonight. And you know, that's like he says that's where they need to be because that's what leads to their good offense and if they want to win games they're going to have to start with their uh, with their defense a couple ways for you to get on board with us tonight flyer fans want to hear from you four five seven twelve ninety is the phone number you can tweet me at jbedell whio i may read it on the air keep it clean this is a federally regulated show or you can jump on the bud light mic which is where we'll go for the first time tonight what's your first name and where are you from i'm teresa and i'm from fort lauderdale Teresa from Fort Lauderdale. Welcome to Dayton. It's lovely this time of year. Actually, I grew up in Dayton. Okay, welcome back. So, and I'm here to, you know, I went to the game tonight, and it's just so much fun. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. And it's just like such a little closer. Little closer. There you go. First of all, Scoochie is my favorite. Scoochie is my favorite, and it is just so much fun to come back to town because I grew up in Dayton, and you just night. And it was, it was just so much fun. Thank you for the comments of the Bud Light Mike, Teresa. 457-1290 is the number, or you can come up to the Bud Light Mike, or you can tweet me at jbedellwhio. Keep it clean, though, folks. John Bedell, Keith Walskowski here with you for Flyer Feedback. Keith, the Flyers winner, 96-68. Uh... Archie had said last week, Keith, there was some concern uh, that obviously he didn't like the effort last week against the D2 Finley squad. A, a good D2 program, but a D2 program nonetheless in your only exhibition game that was public. 
And uh, Archie said, look, not happy with the effort, and, and quite frankly, what we did tonight is not good enough to beat anybody on our schedule. Uh, and Keith, i got to sit here with this team and wonder, can they do again this November what they've done the last several Novembers, the last three years, which is really solidify that tournament resume. They have crafted this non-conference schedule to uh, really be focused on one thing, and that's every game they play has got to improve the resume, uh, or at least not hurt it. And can they do this November, what they've done the last three, and that's really make their hate, Keith, and solidify this resume, because it gets really heavy really quick starting Tuesday. It does. Uh, you know, I think it's one of the things, obviously, that's the main goal, uh, that they, you're always looking towards March, but you have to get better right now. You have to challenge yourself right now. Um, keep the RPI nice and high, get some wins, but at the same time, uh, you know, you, your team has to improve, and uh, it's going to start up effort. That's what Archie's always pointing to, and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens because, like you said, yeah, it gets, uh, gets pretty thick here quick. Dayton, a winner tonight, 96-68. They now lead the series four games to none all-time against the Austin P. Governors, John Bedell and Keith Walskowski here with you for Flyer Feedback. More of it on the other side right here on the Home of the Flyers. AM 1280 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield, 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. On air, online at WHIO.com and in the WHIO app. The home of Fox News in the Miami Valley. Your news starts now. It's 9.30. I'm John Sisdell with an AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO News Update. Our top story for the third straight night. Protests continue nationwide following the results of Tuesday night's election, including one right here in Dayton. I'm Chief Meteorologist Eric Elwell. The chilliest year since April pushing into the Miami Valley. I'll let you know how long it will stick around in my forecast coming up. From the AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO Team Traffic Center, we're seeing slowdowns on Edwin C. Moses Boulevard coming from the UD Arena following tonight's uh, University of Dayton basketball game. We have good driving conditions on the freeway. If you're traveling on northbound 75 from Edwin C. Moses Boulevard, the 10-mile drive to I. It's going to take you about 10 minutes point to point. Our top story is the third straight night of protests across the country as protesters voice their opinion on a Donald Trump presidency. Protests are taking place in major cities, including Atlanta, New York, Orlando, and Miami. One woman in Miami says why she joined the protest. I strongly believe that this country did not elect Donald Trump. The popular vote was for Hillary Clinton. One protest took place in Dayton this evening at Courthouse Square. Protesters said they're not so much protesting his election to office, but rather holding him accountable for things that he said during the campaign. WHO's Will Garby tells us that more than 300 people gave RSVPs for the local organized event on Facebook. Today, President-elect Donald Trump made changes on his transition team. Vice President-elect Mike Pence will now be heading up that transition team. In an exclusive interview on CBS's 60 Minutes, Mr. Trump gave details on how he was planning to repeal and replace Obamacare. We're going to repeal it. And replace it and we're not going to have like a two-day period and we're not going to have a, a two-year period where there's nothing it will be repealed and replaced and we'll know and it'll be great health care for much less money the full interview with the new first family with cbs's leslie stall of 60 minutes will air sunday night at seven you can watch that on whio tv channel seven <laughs> Continue to follow breaking news out of Dayton tonight. One man was fatally shot in the 1700 block of Germantown Street. Police say the man is in his 20s and was taken to Miami Valley Hospital where he died. One witness tells us what she heard. Just as I was closing the door, I heard a gunshot like way down the street. I said, oh my goodness.
So far, the name of the man has not been released. For updates on the story, you can visit our website, whio.com. Dayton's 24-hour news is AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Continuing news now. Some people without power in Clark County tonight. A car crashed into a utility pole earlier this evening around 6.30. It happened on Bethel Avenue just north of Broadway Street. At its height, there were under 1,500 customers without power, according to the Ohio Edison online outage map. At last check, 836 customers are still in the dark in Clark County. And in the game you heard earlier this evening here on the home of the Flyers, the Dayton Flyers opened the 26, the 2016-2017 season, beating the Austin P. Governors by a score of 96-68. More in this game with John Bedell. Keith Wolaskowski coming up. Here's the exclusive Storm Center 7 forecast. Skies clearing out. Going to be a chilly night tonight as we dip below freezing. Should stay there for a couple of hours, down to about 30 in the morning. Sunshine, a little breezy and chilly Saturday. Eyes may struggle to get to 50 degrees despite mostly sunny skies. I'm Chief Meteorologist Eric Elwell at the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Doppler 7 HD radar is clear. It's 39 degrees in Springfield, 39 in Dayton at 934. If news breaks, we break in immediately. I'm John Tiz on Dayton's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO, the home of Fox News. We report, you decide. Shattered glass and twisted metal. She was hurt and screaming. The sound of sirens. Leaned right into us, 45 mile an hour. On one stretch of this Miami Valley Road, it's dangerous. Crashes have become commonplace. I probably see two to three crashes a week. We show you just what makes this highway so bad. Safety is paramount to everything ODOT does. And why some think the plan to fix it. It is something that needs to be done. Isn't enough. It don't seem like it always is safety first. Driving into danger. Monday beginning at 5 on News Center 7. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin. A lot of you have been asking, where are we going this summer? Well, our next YMT vacation is to paradise, literally. A 12-day Hawaiian island cruise and tour leaving Dayton on June 9th. We'll fly to Honolulu and get on board Norwegian Cruise Line's Pride of America, cruising to Maui, the Big Island, and also Kauai. So you get all the onboard luxury that comes with cruising and you don't have to pack and unpack. We'll end the trip with a few days back on Oahu where you can relax on Waikiki Beach and visit Pearl Harbor. I defy you to go to the Arizona Memorial and not be moved to tears. The price of the trip is just 38 $888 and includes airfare from Dayton, hotels, meals on the ship, taxes, and so much more. You could not put together a vacation like this on your own for that kind of price. And with YMT, you are taking such good care of every step of the way. Call today to reserve your spot. 1-800-716-1757. 1-800-716-1757. And for a limited time, ask how you can save $200 per couple. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95. WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey, Flyer fans, welcome back into Flanagan's Pub. Flyers winner, 96-68, 20-point win, 28-point win for Archie Miller and company to start the 2016-17 campaign. The Flyers have now won 12 straight home openers. A couple ways for you to jump on the horn with us, Flyer fans. 457-1290 are the telephone numbers. You can tweet me at WHIO, or you can get up to the Bud Light mic. And would you keep it clean? The FCC is listening. Katie on Twitter wants to know, what do you make of Trey Landers' Flyers debut tonight? Hashtag bunch of busters. Uh, Keith, what do you make of uh, 
Trey Landers flyer debut tonight. Got in a little late in the second half, but still saw some action. The Huber Heights product from Wayne High School. He did get a little bit of run tonight, which is which is always good. It's fun to yeah. be a part of the team or feel like a part of the team and, uh, and get into the games in front of the home crowd. Um, you know, I think it's tough for him. I think uh, watching how he was and how he played in high school was utilized more as a back-to-the-basket for, I mean, because he's a big, strong kid. Yes, he is. Um, so he needs some more guard reps, um, some more face-up, perimeter type of uh, movements to get that get that into his game and be more comfortable with that. And I think uh, once he's able to start doing that, he'll get he'll get a little bit more time because, I mean, he's definitely physical enough to be able to to be able to hold his own out there. Uh, but he's going to have to learn how to play the game at the collegiate level. Back to the Bud Light, Mike. Uh, again, we go to Leslie from Ideal Travel. Leslie, how are you? Oh, doing wonderful, uh, John, Keith. It's great to be back sponsoring Flyer Feedback. We calculated this is our 16th year sponsoring the show. Wow. And uh, excited to make it into the room this week. You guys had a fabulous crowd last week, great crowd tonight. But let's talk about hitting the road for the Flyers. Um, actually, Tuesday's game against Alabama, I think, is the only road game in you know the remainder of 2016 that Flyers you know, or Ideal Travel is not following the Flyers because we do have a group heading to Anaheim and we have a wonderful package to Chicago the weekend of the 16th of December. We're looking at motor coach transportation, two nights in downtown Chicago, package price per person $325. So for a couple or a couple of friends, you're looking at $650 for a wonderful weekend in Chicago to follow your flyers. Give me a call on Monday at 223-7447. You can check out the package on our website at idealtraveldayton.com. And if you want to be in the loop ahead of the game most of the time, you should be following us on Facebook. We are the Ideal Travel Flyer Fanatics. Looking forward to a wonderful 2016-2017 season following the Flyers. Go Flyers. Thank you, Leslie. Yeah, nice trip to Chicago coming up, Keith, against Northwestern. Uh, I know part of the scheduling philosophy for this program seems to be a couple things. One, help your RPI and your resume overall. Uh, get yourself on national television and expose your alumni base and or recruiting base uh, to the university and the team uh, by virtue of that game and by they wouldn't otherwise be exposed to it. Uh, that game at Northwestern does two of those three. Nice game in Chicago uh, for the Flyers coming up. Hey, you know, it's a, a nice little homecoming for a couple of the guys on the yeah. team too for, oh, yeah. for them to go away to school to Dayton and be able to come home and uh, hopefully play a game in front of their front of their family and friends uh, will be very nice for them as well. Back to the Bud Light Mike, Bob and Dayton. Yeah, you know, what a difference a week makes. I didn't recognize the team that, based upon what I saw last Friday, I didn't recognize this team tonight. That was a tremendous turnaround. I mean, they basically had control of this game pretty much from the from the get-go, and uh, it was nice to see them take charge defensively early, even when they were having a little bit of a problem getting started early. But uh, it's like you said earlier, uh, I think their defense turned around and made their offense work, especially in the second half. It sure did. It absolutely did. You know, it led to some open shots. They knocked them down, and that helps the game flow, and everybody gets into that groove. Well, okay. Now, that leads to my next question. The one area that I see right now where they're weak is the front line. And going in against Alabama on Tuesday, that's got me concerned. What do you think is going to be their critical adjustment they're going to have to make in order to be able to stay with these guys, the Crimson Tide? 
Well, I, I think the issue that you run into here is we're still at that point in the season where the refs like to call a lot of fouls. They're trying to get into the feel of the game for themselves as well. So uh, it's going to be important for guys like Josh Cunningham, uh, Sam Miller to stay out of foul trouble, uh, but at the same time still be as intense and as uh, effective inside as, as they were tonight. Um, you know, they're they're going to have to. They're going to have to play hard, box out, rebound, all the other cliches, uh, do it without fouling, and they're going to have to hold their own down there because you're going to be playing a big SEC team, and uh, it's going to be a little bit tough. Like we've been talking about, they got to do that because that part of the defense leads to our offense, and if we want to uh, really get out and play well and have things flow, it's going to have to start at that end of the court. Okay, final question. Did they crack the clock 25 next week? I don't think so. I don't. I, I don't foresee anybody else in the top 25 losing. You mean, and, like, you mean like this coming Monday, Bob? Or yeah. You mean following? This Monday. This Monday. Oh, this coming. I would say no. I don't. I don't think so. Not yet. No, um, not just because you had a 30-point win. I think almost everybody in the top 25, unless you're looking at like Arizona, Michigan State playing each other, um, you know, and. Honestly, I don't think that's the that's the ultimate goal right now. Um, you know, it, it's always fun to have a number in front of your name, but that just puts a bigger target on your back as well. And you know, long term, would you rather have success in March or have success in November? Uh, I think you're just looking to build towards that. Yeah. Well, but you know what? If they beat Alabama and then St. Mary's, you got to figure they're in it then. I see you. Yeah, I mean they're getting they they got votes in the preseason. They were 20, 27, 28 range. Yeah, twenty seventh in the one. Yeah, if they run the table next week, yeah, I would say yes. But Monday now. Okay. All righty. Well, listen. Uh, nice talking, guys. Great old game opener. We'll see what happens on Tuesday. Definitely on Friday. Go Flyers. What are you doing, Bob? To the phone lines we go for the first time tonight. Four five seven twelve ninety. We head north to Versailles. And Dave, you want to talk about Josh Cunningham? Welcome to Flyer Feedback, Dave. Hey, thanks, John, and thanks for doing this year after year. Uh, I program. Uh, Josh Cunningham uh, went you. down and watched the, watched the Finley game and watched tonight. And one of the things I noticed that uh, I haven't seen for a long time for a Flyers is uh, Josh is able to play his back to the rim and back down uh, the players and put up a nice soft touch, something I haven't seen for a while. Goes back to Bob's question, the front line. Once you put uh, Kendall back in there and Josh together, I think you've got a pretty solid front line. And I think Sam has improved, which leads me to the next one. I think the four sophomores, from what I've seen, have improved uh, a lot. Um, I, Josh Crosby, uh, um, or John Crosby, had a hell of a game as far as handling the ball and dishing it out. I thought Mike Sell has handled himself pretty smooth from one little playing time he had last year. Azirius um, gave some good quality minutes. But the one that stood out the most to me is uh, uh, Josh, the strength that he has down low. What do you think? Yeah, Josh is a Josh is a big, strong kid down there, and, and you're right. He is able to get the ball down low, back people down. He's got really good hands, really soft touch. Um, you know, it's it, it's something that it's a it's a go-to. It provides a little bit of a relief from constantly having to play up tempo or guards something driving to the basket. Um, and even and even with that, he's good at getting to the right space and you know catching the ball off a drop off, swing step going up strong. Um, I see a little bit of improvement with Sam Miller in that aspect 
aspect as well. I think the big difference between Sam this year, Sam last year, is he's not beating himself up as much. Uh, last year he'd miss a shot, have a turnover, bobble a ball, and it, you know it would take him out of the game because he would be so, so, so beat up on himself. So he's mentally he seems like he's in a lot better place. So I'm looking for him to uh, be more productive because he's uh, seemingly come over that mental aspect of the game a little bit. Um, I think you're right on with John Crosby. You know, coming in as a freshman, he was a little bit wild, out of control. You can get away with that in high school. In college, not so much. I think that kept him on the bench a lot because he can be a very good backup to Scoochie Smith. Zarius, uh, you know, I, I'd like to see him in a little bit closer. Seems like he's hovering around the three-point line a lot. Now, I don't know if that's necessarily what the offense is calling for for him, but uh, looking for jump shots. I'd like to see him a little bit closer because he is, I mean, he's long and he's athletic, so uh, I think he could do some stuff around the rim. And uh, then looking at Ryan Mikesell, uh, you know, the difference between having him and Kendall Pollard in the game is the difference between having a big guy in the game versus having a guard because ultimately Mikesell is a is a taller guard. Um, he can fill in, but you're, ultimately, you're, you're kind of playing small ball with him there. Uh, tough kid, so he'll do his best to hold his own, but he's not going to hold it down low like Kendall will against an SEC team. Uh, so hopefully he's healthy enough that he's able to play. And, um, you know, I think I, Kendall is he's athletic, but at the same time he's a he's a kind of a sneaky strong kid. Uh, he'll he'll bump, he'll he'll grind down low. He's going to come up with some rebounds and he's going to fight. So hopefully he's got a little bit of a, a bad taste in his mouth having to sit out a game. So he'll be ready to go, be in his first game of the season too. Any chance him playing Tuesday? Well, he got, we got an update from him after the game, uh, Dave, and he is still obviously not. He hasn't even returned to practice. His knee is fine, but this contusion is still hurting him. He's got the thigh bruise. Keith, have you ever had one of these? I have not. I've heard they're I've, not fun. To I I had one of those uh, my senior year in my calf, and I could barely walk. Uh, you know, we went out to Wyoming, and my my calf, not only my calf, but my knee, my ankle, my whole leg was swollen to the yeah. size of my thigh. And I mean, it was as painful as you can imagine. We went through warm-ups. I didn't even I didn't even shoot in warm-ups. All I did was jog on the side Line, trying to get this thing warmed up yeah. um I, I had to wear like a compression sleeve on it and everything it's just it was not comfortable and and i was able to play but in all honesty if i'm with archie miller and if i had uh someone behind me that was a better option than me at 75 percent then i probably wouldn't have played but yeah. uh then again being a senior and having it be bg's first year as a as a head coach i was able to uh get my way a little bit <laughs> so i guess we'll I, if i had to guess then. dave i mean i'm not a i'm not a trainer or a doctor but i would say no for Tuesday if he hasn't it's just, you, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of a day-to-day -day thing. Every, when you have a deep contusion like that, every step you take is painful. And anytime someone brushes against it, it's going to be painful. And, you know, if you watch a big guy play, they're constantly pushing with their with their hips and their butt and their quads, their thighs. It's just you're banging all night long down there. And barring him putting on, uh, like, an old-school football thigh pad, you know, it's, it's every time you touch it, it's going to be painful. And then every time you're running up and down the floor, and you just – you'll be he, – he would be exhausted really quick so especially with not practicing for a while too i don't know if that flow is there and it could disrupt the flow of the team as well but again all we can do is speculate because uh you know we haven't talked with him we haven't talked with archie specifically about it either so well then what i'm hearing you saying i'll close well, out is we'll build we're building depth keep building that depth because it'll pay off down the road thanks for having me yeah thank, thank you, you dave you.
Appreciate the call. Back to the Bud Light, Mike. What's your first name? Where are you from? My name is Dan Westridey. I am from Sydney, Ohio. And, uh, Dan from Sydney. I'm a Flyer alum. All right. Uh, Here we go. Been going to Flyer games since I was a kid with my dad, who is also a Flyer alum. I remember watching Keith back in the day. He inspired me as a young ball player. It was really fun. This team, this team, we all know this team has the senior leadership. We got the uh, the upperclassmen leading this team. I'm looking at the, the sophomore class. It's a, the guys you look for. To, to pick it up after their freshman year and be a better player. I think Sam Miller is going to surprise people this year. Um, he's got a, he's got a long way to go, but um, we've seen other flyers in the past like Scoochie Smith and Devin Oliver who took a couple years for them to develop. But I think with the hole that we have in the paint, I think Sam Miller could surprise people even though people are maybe sleeping on him a little bit. Um, what do you guys think? I, I just like that he's the, the four or five who can kind of stretch the floor, kind of like the NBA games kind of going the, the small ball. I think um, he's a big key to our success in the paint. Um, just kind of curious what you guys think about it. I, I agree. Um, you know, he, he really is coming off the bench. He's uh, he's one of the biggest guys that we have on the team. He, we definitely need his minutes. And uh, like we kind of talked about earlier, the difference that I see so far with him this year versus last year is mentally he's into it and he's not beating himself up where last year one mistake and and it was head down and he was moping and he kind of took himself out of the game from that point on. This year I'm not seeing it as much so you know he's giving you harder minutes he's still fighting he may make a mistake and you know he kind of punches his hands real hard and he moves on with it which is fantastic for him hopefully he's able to keep it uh, to keep that up and you know I agree the part with the soft to it, it, the senior class that we have here right now has been uh, from freshman year to senior year one of the best classes that Dayton's ever had and not only are they paving the way and they're creating their own legacy I think a big part of that is going to be what they do to develop the other kids that are coming in behind them yeah so you guys did a great job freshman sophomore junior senior we you know have kind of success that we haven't tasted in a long time but don't be those kids that come in you put in your four years and now it's done and now we have a drop-off I think they're doing a good job at pushing these kids that are sophomores behind them they're pushing them every day in practice uh, incorporating them into into the games you see Archie Miller not necessarily Necessarily sticking with five and then a new group of five he brings in different subs at different times and kind of incorporates them all together because you're developing a program not just uh, different lines so, so I, I think Archie's best trait as a coach is his player development and since he's come to UD every player that he's had has continued to get better and better every year so that's why I have faith in guys like Sam Miller I think he's got the potential and I think Archie and the coaching staff maybe not this year but over the next couple of years Years, they're going to keep building him up. I think he's going to be a great player for us down the road. I think so too. And you know, it, it's always tough to come into Dayton and, and think if he is. There's a lot of high expectations. Uh, I think he struggled with it le- with last year, but looking for him to turn it around this year. So I completely agree with you. Thanks, Dayton, Thank Sydney. Thanks. That's going to take us to break. Dayton winner, 96, 68, a 20 point, 28 point win for Archie Miller and his Flyers. They are one and zero on this very young 109th season of Dayton Flyers basketball. John Bedell and Keith Walskowski here with you live from Flanagan's Pub. And it continues on the other side right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Thanksgiving is a time filled with family gatherings, friends, and reflections on 
what you are most thankful for. But when a friend or family member experiences difficulty hearing, engaging in conversations and celebrations can be difficult. Help your loved one stay connected this Thanksgiving by calling the professionals at Hillcrest Hearing and Balance Center. A division of Southwest Ohio ENT specialists, Hillcrest has served the Miami Valley for more than 50 years. We are proud to be a long-standing member of this community. Our board-certified physicians, licensed audiologists, and staff deliver the latest advances in hearing technology with quality care and service personalized to meet your unique hearing needs. We encourage you to take your first step toward better hearing by calling to schedule a hearing evaluation at one of our four convenient locations. Call 937-619-5950 to schedule an appointment today. That's 937-619-5950 or visit hillcresthearing.com. Our physicians, audiologists, and staff wish you a happy and healthy Thanksgiving. Hey, this is Reba McIntyre, and I wanted to take a moment to talk to you about a serious problem right here in our own backyard. Did you know that there are nearly 16 million kids struggling with hunger in America? That's one out of every five precious children in this country who might not get to eat dinner tonight. But hope is just around the bend. Because there's enough healthy, nutritious food produced in this country to put a smile on the face of every last hungry kid. And that's when the Feeding America Nationwide Network of Food Banks steps into the picture. They collect surplus food, engaging their communities in solving hunger and giving hope to the hungry kids and their families. But they need your help. So join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank. Find out how you can help at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. The message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hey, WHIO listeners, Sergeant Mark here. Sergeant Mark Bauer in the WHIO Traffic Center. You know, I've been on the air here for 32 years, and this station has been around since the 1930s. Hi, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who solemnly swear. That's a long time. We couldn't have made it this long without you, our listeners. So we want to hear from you. What are your thoughts on our radio station? They have the best talk personality. Breaking news. Breaking news coming in this hour from Afghanistan. Traffic report. I'm seeing cars stuck all over the Miami Valley. Weather. School closing. WHIO is the news leader and has been for many years. That's the best local news. There is an important debate. We're talking about. I've always listened to them and I always will. We give you the best breaking news, weather and traffic. Simply the best. This is Shepard Smith. You're listening to the Miami Miami Valley's home for Fox News, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. Scattered clouds early tonight, gradually clearing. Going to get colder, though, down to the upper 20s. It'll be our first hard freeze of the season tonight. I'm Chief Meteorologist Eric Elwell, the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey, Flyer fans, for the last time tonight, welcome back into Flanagan's Pub for the start of the sixth season of UD Round Ball under the guidance of Archie Miller. Archie and his Flyers, 96-68 winners tonight, 28 points over the Austin P. Colonials. And, uh, Keith, we're now one game into this long campaign. They're 1-0 as they head to Alabama. They're football people down there in Tuscaloosa. Uh, or, uh, the return game, if you will, the home-and-home home that... Uh, 
both years. Last year and now Tuesday at 1.15 in the afternoon. Yes, that's correct. Uh, Keith, both years it's been part of the ESPN tip-off marathon. Uh, so we had uh, the Crimson Tide here in Dayton last year beat the brakes off of Alabama. And now we get the return game. We'll head down to Tuscaloosa for a 1.15 game. Yeah, it's, afternoon. Uh, it's kind of an awkward time. But national it, television. I mean, it yeah. beats, beats work, and I'd rather watch that game, right? So I'm a lot of people are going to be calling in sick Tuesday, uh, right? Yeah. Whoops. Uh, long, long lunch breaks. Long lunch. There you go. Long lunch breaks here in the Miami Valley on Tuesday because the Flyers are playing at 1.15. is a number of Flyer fans, or you can hop on the Bud Light mic. we got five minutes left of the show. We're trying to get to everybody. Tom and Kettering. Gentlemen, another campaign. Uh, you know, I think uh, uh, I was impressed with uh, Ryan Mysell. I think he's a smart guy. I think he knows what's going on out there. And uh, I think that's why Archie put him in for Pollard uh, tonight. He, he's a great passer. And uh, um, I, I think he's going to get better and better as we, as we go along. The other thing is uh, Daryl Davis, uh, despite having the thinnest legs I've ever seen in my life, he, he, is, uh, 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 he shot tonight better than he has in three years. And, and, you know, it's been... He had two kind of thin years to shoot from, but he's he's a standstill shooter. He shoots best when he's standing still. We've we've seen him try to move, and things don't go well for him. Just ask your comments on that. Daryl, uh, my opinion, he's he's kind of got to be open, and he's got to be stepping into a shot. He's more of a spot-up shooter. You're not really running him off the screens. Um, you can fade him off the screens where he can catch and have an open look and shoot. But, you know, he's also a guy that's really, really streaky. And when, you know, his he's been similar to Sam, when he misses a shot, his head goes down. Um, but when he makes them, I mean, he just absolutely gets hot. I know it was, uh, what was it a couple years ago he started off the season making, like, the first 10 or 15 threes was just uh, super hot. And, you know, hopefully we get more of that. Obviously, it comes a lot with repetition and, uh, and confidence. And, you know, obviously it was a good start to the season for him. Hopefully he's able to continue it. We need someone else to score other than Charles Cook. Yeah, they're going to need That's someone true. to take out the offensive load. And I would say Cunningham is going to do that most nights. Uh, he didn't play a whole lot in the first half, Keith, because of foul trouble. But that was a concern I saw during the game on Twitter, too, of who who carries the offensive load besides Cook. I think Scooch is going to help with that most nights. And I think more often than not, uh, Cunningham. And really, when Pollard's in there, he's going to help kick, take some of that load off Cook as well. Right. And, I, you know, I think the difference a little bit, anyway, is that Cook wasn't really forcing shots. Um, no, you know, it all kind of came within a flow and none of them really looked bad um, uh, coming out of his hands or anything like that it was within the flow of the offense and he happened to be hidden so you're going to continue to call his number um, which you know we don't have any problem with and we all know that every game's not going to be like that and I'm sure other guys will pick up and you know that's why you develop a team from top to bottom and not just have one go-to guy so when uh, other people drop off someone someone new is able to pick it up he had 31 tonight here's a great stat on the Twitter from David Jablonski our beat writer at the Dayton Daily News covering the Flyers. If you aren't following Jabo, uh, what are you doing? Click that follow button on Twitter. He's a great follow for the UDB. Uh, Jabo says, hard to believe it's been this long, but Charles Cook, first flyer to score 30 in the game since Chris Wright had 30 on December 18th. Mike, man, sorry, we gotta go. I got music in my ear. That means it's the end of the show. We'll get you. I know, I know. We'll get you next week. That's gonna do it for us, Flyer fans. One more time, Dayton winner, 96-68. Our next game Tuesday.
Our coverage starts with the Bud Light pregame show. Larry and Bucky at the tip from Tuscaloosa at 115. We'll see you on the radio Tuesday, Flyer fans. Until then, for Keith Walskowski, I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody, and go Flyers.